Today's Real Talk, Justin Kazepis, North Carolina real estate attorney, broker, investor, sitting alongside Mackenzie Amifar. Yes. How are you this, to this afternoon? Is it afternoon already or is it morning again yet? I don't even know. You, you double tucked there. You almost, you thought it was uh, morning for a second there. It's a holiday week. I don't know what time it is. It is a holiday is, week. Anything. Are you a turkey or a ham person? Turkey, but honestly neither. I'd rather have like... A steak or something, you know? I'm not like a big Thanksgiving food person altogether. Okay. She just threw a curveball at me, and I was not ready for that, to throw a steak out there. Like, it's no big deal. Not bad. All right, Mackenzie, how long have you been a real estate broker? I have been a real estate broker for almost four years now. Yeah, three, a little over three and a half. Do you regret it? All the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I don't. I actually really enjoy it. Um, I, I didn't know how I would like it going into it. Um, it was kind of like an experiment for me. I was like, I'll see if I do. And I ended up loving it. So Mackenzie is with the Deering team at mm-hmm. Surhant, North Carolina. You've been a broker for four years. Do you like buyers or sellers more? Oh, depends who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Generally yeah. speaking, the process though, when you think about a seller, right, you do a heavy work in the beginning, mm-hmm. the listing appointment or versus the buyer where, you know, it's a lot of hauling people around and showing houses and then holding hands all the way through. Which do you like more? I, oh my God, that's such a hard question because I really do. It really depends on the situation and also on the place we're at in the market too, right? You know, um, when I started, it was the big boom of of low interest rates. Buyers. Was it 2019, 2020? 2020. What? 2020. Yeah, so it's beginning, beginning mid-2020 um, was when I started. And so everyone was, it was a rat race essentially. And buyers were, some of my buyers were having to put in 10 offers before we were getting a house. You know, there was 30 offers on every house. In that market, I was like, all I want is a listing. All I want is a listing. Then I finally got a listing, like, and that changed so quick. And I was like, oh, whoa, where's the multiple offers? Um, And so it's just, it depends. I think generally speaking, I do really like working with buyers just because you get, um, you're doing something so personal. A lot first time home buyers are some of the hardest people to work with, but so rewarding because it's like their first big investment. They're so appreciative. They're so excited. They're so thankful. Um, it's so it's super. That's the most rewarding part of the job, I would say, is like working with first time home buyers. Do, do you recall the very first client you worked with once you were licensed? Yes. Can you walk me through that 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 transaction? Even if it was bad, you don't have to say names, obviously, yeah, 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 but, yeah. but walk me through it. Um, oh my gosh. My, so my first transaction ever was a lead that I was with Josh. So I've been with the Deering since the beginning. Josh was training me on call, on, um, like calling our leads and everything. And he said, Oh, this one just came through. Let's call it. Um, so we call this lead and it was honestly super, super quick. I want to go see this house. All right, let's go. We went. Was Josh just like, so Josh Deering of the Deering team mm-hmm. of Sirhan, was he just like, all right, I'm going to call for you real quick. Let's go. Hey, it's Josh. You buying the house or not? Is that basically, how it went down? It's basically, yeah. and the guy's, yeah, anyways, <laughs> uh, yes, that's basically what happened. Josh called, did everything. I kind of listened and then set me up to go show this guy a house. Um, he bought one actually very quickly. It was actually like really easy. I had my first two under contracts within uh, two days. What was the price point of that first house? Do you um, recall? 
320, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, so a decent home still in that market. This was before prices completely skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, they have a lake view. Oh, wow. Thinking about that house now, I'm like, oh, what a score. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, around 320, 330, if I recall mm. correctly. Um, yeah. And it was in Mooresville. They had a lake view of the house. Oh my gosh. Wow. It was, it, yeah, like really killed it there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, Fairly smooth, very nice guy that I was helping. Um, very easy client for the most for me. Um, we had some lending bumps that uh -oh. was interesting. It was just very um, unique circumstances. I'd never gone through like that process as the realtor, and so getting calls from the lender that were just um, so bizarre to me. And I was like, I have no idea what to do. Right. Like, um, that was the biggest thing, the biggest learning thing. And honestly, that's every transaction transaction because every lender does things so differently, which is kind of why we try to stick to our preferred lenders and our preferred partners, because we know how they work. They know how we work. We kind of work as a team together. When you work with new lenders, and we do, because depending on the client, they need different products. Um, it creates a whole new set of, of workload, of problems, of things like that. And um, every every loan is completely different. I've learned that every day. Every year I say I need a crash course on which lenders do what because they all do, do so different things. And I don't understand because I'm like, isn't there just national law? laws and guidelines how do you guys all do like very different things but so, so was it surprising to you when you got into it how many different aspects there are to a real estate transaction or were you prepared mentally for that I was surprised. So I had I had done the process of buying and selling a home already. So I kind of knew what I was getting into, but also I didn't know the back end. You know, that was how I met Josh and Charlene. They were my realtor when I bought a house. They made it seem like so seamless. I didn't know anything that was going on really. I kind of did. But then once I really got into it, I was like, wow, there's a lot of back work that, that realtors do put in. They do do. Um, and so I always try to do the same thing for my clients, make it like they don't even know what's going on. Like if they know... Obviously, they have to know to an extent, but I don't want them to know about all the problems. I want them to think, like, this was the easiest thing ever. Um, and if they did it, like, I think I've done my job very nicely. Do you cringe when you see a first-time home buyer in this particular market, just knowing the current, you know, uh, fiscal landscape? Or, or do you like unique circumstances and working through almost like a, ch I don't want to call it a challenge, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't mind working through unique circumstances. Um, I, I do like it cause I like to, you know, find something different and then also like learn from that experience. There's something to learn from every transaction. Everyone, like I said, they're all completely different. Um, going and sharing that with my team. Hey, like this is what I learned this time. Like I just had this unique circumstance. If you guys run into this, this is what happened. This is what we went through. This is what we did. Um, and so I do like that. Now, depending on the buyer, how receptive they are to your thoughts, how much they trust you, things like that. And I can treat everybody. I mean, no, I don't treat them all the same. I treat them to, you know, I try to do their person, match yeah. their personality. You know what I mean? Um, everyone, not everyone. You provide quality service to everybody, but you allow each individual to be unique. Yes, of course. And so um, it depends on how they react to things and how they will be, how receptive they are or not, because that's when they really, get, transactions really get hard is when your clients just won't listen to you or they won't take your advice or that they're, they're learning as they go, but then they're not. It's like we're, things are, we're running into things they should be learning from and they're just 
forgetting about it as soon as it happens. And I'm like, don't you remember this happening? This is why we're not going to do it this way. And those are the most challenging ones that I'm like, I just want to get through this, honestly. All right. We started the conversation with turkey versus ham. You said steak. So where are you having a steak dinner at on Thanksgiving? I'm not. Okay. So you're going to have turkey or ham. Yeah, I'm having both. Actually, I'm hosting my boyfriend's family. You're hosting with the boyfriend's family? Yes. Second year. And Are you nervous? Oh, I ordered all the food. Good call. Last year I cooked the turkey and it was the biggest mistake of my life. I never again. It it was it was ended up good, but it took so long. Um, this year I literally ordered every single item. But they they like the traditional Thanksgiving. If it, I was my family, like we'll do different things. They like the very traditional Thanksgiving. So we're. Oh. It's fine. Okay. We're talking with Mackenzie Amafar of the Deering team of Sir Hant. You're listening to today's Real Talk, 844-STUDIO-4. That's the phone number. If you want to call and get involved, 844-788-3464. We're going to talk about some of these holiday deals going on in real estate. Yeah, believe it or not, there's deals happening. Today's Real Talk, 318 on this Monday afternoon. This is the show where we talk about all things North Carolina real estate, business, and life. I'm sitting down with Mackenzie Amafar of the Deering team of Sirhant, North Carolina. Still a mouthful. You know, the whole introduction of teams to the layers of the brokerage firm. Have you found a really good way like you like to say it to clients? No. no. Hey, I'm Mackenzie with the Deering team of, of Sirhant. Like, I don't I don't say all that. I choose one or the other. Just I, one or the other. I, yeah, depending on who I'm talking to, um, some people I say oh, I'm with Sir Hant. Some people I say I'm the Deering team. Depend honestly, Lake Norman people, I try to say the Deering team because mm. Deering team is more known in Lake yeah. Norman. In Charlotte, um, not that they're not as known, but um, I typically say Sir Hant there. Just really depends, but I don't ever say all of it. It's too much. Before Josh and Charlene told you that they were going to be joining, moving the team to Sir Hant, did you know who Ryan Sir Hant was? Yeah. Did you watch Million Dollar Listing New York? No, I've still never watched the show. You've never watched it? Mm-mm. Even now? Mm-mm. Oh, it's hilarious. I I like, I love reality TV. Love reality TV. Um, I will not watch the real estate shows. I don't know why. I won't watch Selling Sunset. All my friends watch those. You can't watch that one. Yeah, I, I, watch I, can't, I can't do it because I'm like, I Although you're want... a Cali girl. You think Selling Sunset would be like Oh my gosh. Your I thing, watched you know? one episode and I was like, this is a joke, right? You wanted to like, bomb it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are, that, what are they wearing? <laughs> um, people, people, it's funny. People ask me they're like, oh, is that what people dress like in California? I was like, no. No. <laughs> no, no. There's actually normal people there. Yeah. Like yeah. she's wearing like a plastic board. Literally. Yeah. Like, I was like, no, 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 no. This is like not Project Runway. What are we doing <laughs> but i don't know i like don't want it to ruin it for me i don't want so i won't i don't watch it most people don't want things ruined this time of the year in the holiday season um we think about the time we're going to spend with our families um our, our boyfriend's families our, our girlfriend's families our married families our, everybody in between that we're probably going to see throughout the next few weeks but there's some deals that are actually to be had and you know black friday's coming around are there black friday specials taking place in real estate yes Yes, it's insane. I the deals that I've that have come across my table the last two weeks um, with builders are absolutely insane. I've been seeing um, they're buying a fixed rate of five point eight seven five rates right now are seven point seven seven and a half if you're lucky. Yeah, and they're paying for a fixed rate of five point eight seven five right out the gate. 
then giving you thousands in closing costs. Some of them are even offering a two-one buy-down on top of your 5.8 fixed rate. It's it's really crazy, but the catch is, is they want you to close before the end of the year. Mm. Yeah, builders want to offload as much as they can before the end of the year for like their numbers, their taxes, whatever exactly they do it for. So I, while I think that there'll still be these deals the beginning of the year, they're not going to be as good. It's not going to be all those things together. It's going to more be you pick one. Do you want the fixed rate or do you want the closing costs? You know, that kind of thing. I find it interesting that they would go to basically a rate of 5.8, 5.9. And then in addition with the 2-1 buy down, that that tells you of where they expect, probably based on whatever way access they have on resources, to where they think the numbers are going to land. When all this settles, you know, let's say inflation's back to normal, whatever the heck that means. Interest rates come back to wherever they're going to be. Do you think like six is the number or or what's your take on the future of interest rates? Gosh, uh, I think it's going to be somewhere around six. I hope we can get to like five and a half. Um, I don't even know if we're going to be able to get to five and a half. That's what I think would be most ideal. Um, but I don't even know if we'll ever get into the fours, like at least in the foreseen future, you know, maybe right. way, way down the line. But five and a half, I think we'd be lucky to get now. I, I think we'll fall somewhere around six. And six seems high still. Um, but right now, six is so low. It's pretty amazing because so I got into real estate in 2011, 2012. Mm -hmm. And that was when we were coming on the rebound after the great financial crisis yeah. of 2008. <laughs> and interest rates were at that pretty much almost an all-time low the first house my wife and I bought, we did an FHA loan for 3.25%. Wow. It was a townhouse in Cornelius. I, but the, what blew, blows me away more than the rate is the fact that the sales price was only $118,000. Oh so to think that that is ever going to be possible again geographically. So these builders where you're seeing these incentives, are they in particular neighborhoods? Like, are we talking bottom of the barrel? Or are we talking about it's all over and there's like a lot of pickings to choose all from? All over, all over. Because a lot of builders are doing, de depending on the builder, but um, let's say one builder A they have communities all around Charlotte, um, in Lake Norman. They, they have them everywhere, kind of. They have a community almost in every little town around. And they're pretty much doing the same deal across all their communities. Um, sometimes they'll pick and choose. But right now what I'm seeing is if, if a builder's doing it, they're doing it at all of them, no matter... But this is a big thing too. Some of them are at the beginning building stages of the community, like they just released the first phase. Some are at the very end and mm. they're all doing it straight across the board. Does that make you nervous for new construction, particularly the neighborhoods where they're just now starting? So I actually had this question from somebody the other day. They were saying, oh, we were thinking about buying in a neighborhood, but then we th they just started construction. We were thinking, you know, what if something happens? What's going to happen to all these houses being built? Are they going to be left? They were thinking kind of 2008. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, I don't think that will happen because with every phase, the prices go up and these houses are still selling. That's what's crazy. And with all these incentives and stuff, like you got to think about the, what the builders are, they, they're buying all this in bulk. Like they're making, they're still making money. They're not losing of money. They, yeah. They're not, they're not going to keep building houses if they're losing money. And so they, and that's the other thing, our inventory can't keep up. They can't build them fast enough for all of the people that live here already and all the people moving here. Um, I have so many friends that all they want to do is get out of an apartment and they can't necessarily right now they're like 
I don't want to leave Charlotte yet, even though they can afford Belmont, they can afford Huntersville. Honestly, Huntersville, not even anymore, no. maybe. But yeah. um, Stanley, that's kind of closest, closest to Huntersville. Um, they can afford those places, but they're like, I'm just not quite ready to leave. And I'm like, I get it. I totally understand. But at the same time, I'm like, you're never going to be able to afford in here if you never take that first step and in investing in something and anything um and i kind of always tell people you know it's totally your decision i'm not going to pressure you either way it's whatever you're ready for and prepared for but like invest in yourself at some point because it's such a cliche saying but yeah like rent your is 100 percent interest are you have a credit card that's 20 percent interest you know seven and a half isn't that bad as long as you can afford it if you can afford your mortgage payment that was an interesting way to put it a hundred percent interest is what you're paying whenever yeah. you pay rent i yeah. find that that's an interesting way to put it you, you're you're utilizing one of your tools that you have to probably often as a broker and that's like as a counselor do you enjoy that aspect of it or like does it get frustrating after a while i enjoy um explaining things and like uh i don't like to say educating people i'm not trying to be like i'm no no more you're trying to tell you. them what to do no go ahead yeah, tell them what to do yeah Mackenzie. I, I i just like to show them like, hey like it's not think about it this way that's what I, I tell people think about it like in this way instead of that um i actually had somebody who she was she wants to be a real estate agent she came to me to ask me about it and she started to tell me like all the reasons that that she's not buying right now and i was like girl you better change your tune real quick or you're never gonna sell a house like <laughs> convince can't. everyone not to buy yeah i was like what are you saying um but that's what i just it's just like switching the way of thinking it's hey i, I get this but look at this. Um, I understand that rates are higher than they've been in a really long time, but like, look at where they're going to go down and look at what happened last time they went down. Do you want to be in that again? Like that was terrible. That was the worst thing for buyers. So get in while you can. And while you have all these deals, because new construction, like who doesn't want a brand new house? You, you know exactly like what you're walking into. You, you're the first owner. There's no one else that's messed stuff up or like, you don't know what kind of renovations they did, you know, things like that. Get into these homes while you can get a 5.8% fixed rate on the builder, not on you, and get all your closing costs paid for. And all you have to do is put three to 5% down. Like that's such a win. And then, yeah, maybe your, your mortgage payment is going to be a little bit more than you, you wanted initially, but you can refinance. Consistently over history, there there's the concept where, you know, some type of event, whether tragic or defining or, or, or symbiotic, you know, symbi symbolic, pretty big event occurs, yeah. right? And then over time, we forget about it. Mm -hmm. And so that's almost what happened between 2008 and 2020. Mm -hmm. I think we kind of forgot about what happened in 2008 and how devastating that was. Because from 2012 to 2020, short of up only... That's pretty much what it was for the most part. Now, there were deals to be had. Don't get me wrong. People make some dumb decisions. Mm -hmm. But that interest rate of being as low as it was, that means something really, really bad happened prior to. Because if the government is willing to basically give money away, mm -hmm. then it becomes to, to – we have to remember how bad things were. 2020 in particular, everybody was so worried. Nobody was going out spending. Rates are just astronomically low of all time. And then now we see this giant pendulum – I just don't see it happening quickly, bringing the pendulum back down. So that's why like 5.8 sounds like a good deal. It, it is. It is. It's not going to go back down to th two or three. There, I, I don't see that honestly ever happening again because I don't think the government can afford to do that again. They did that because 
like COVID, everyone was scared. Like you said, no one was spending money. No one wanted to do anything. They're like, we have to keep things moving. So we'll give people free money is basically what they did. And I do not see it going back down that quick. I think that's why people are so like, Ugh, because they went back up so quick. It wasn't like a gradual thing. It was like every week they're increasing. We were like, it was what? a bandit. They yeah. ripped it off. Oh yeah. It was so bad. It was so bad. But I remember when that happened, I had somebody who was, um, the very beginning of them going up and they're like, oh my gosh, my rate's four and a half percent. This is so high. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I called them today. I said, hey, how you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, it's not going to go back down like that. It's it's not going to. People need to accept that and stop waiting for it because it's not happening. Well, we'll talk about on the other side of the break, kind of that concept of counseling people through the process. Because like you said, there's a lot of people nervous right now. There's a lot mm -hmm. of people nervous about the economy overall. We're coming up on holiday time and retailers and spending. Um, Joshua Doby, certified financial planner in the local area, does his show Dollars and Cents every Thursday. He was talking about Walmart didn't have very favorable numbers for what they were thinking for the holiday season. So there's there's certain things from numbers. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. We're going to pull up some market reports as well, which we've got on WSICnews.com. You can just click real estate, all the most up-to-date, accurate data directly from the Canopy, the local Realtor Association. It's not Zillow numbers. It's not Realtor.com fake numbers. No, this is direct data from the local marketplace. We're sitting down with Mackenzie Amafar of the Deering team of Lake Norman. Coming back. Today's Real Talk, the show that focuses on all things North Carolina real estate, business, and life. Sitting down with Mackenzie Amafar of the Deering team of Sirhant. I'm trying, I'm testing out, yeah, North Carolina. <laughs> I'm testing out different things here. The Deering team within Sirhant, within North Carolina. <laughs> To which? TDT of Sirhan. TDT of Sirhan. That's like our logo. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. no, that plays good. We were talking about the holiday season, basically the Black Friday sales taking place, what appears to be mostly a new construction. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing any of that in the resale side as well? Yeah, not as mu not as drastic things um, because sellers don't typically have that drastic, drastic measures to take. And they're more it's more personal. You know, they're not... They will, obviously they want the most money, but they're also like, I'll stay, stay in my house a little longer if I can't get close to what I want. But sellers are definitely realizing like that this is the new normal and that they can't get the price that they think they want or they think they should get because a lot of sellers are very unrealistic after the multiple offer bonanza. Yes. Years, <laughs> uh, months, whatever. And so, yeah, a lot of, honestly, I'm going into like a lot of my, my listings, you know, I give them numbers for what different scenarios, you know, Hey, if you want to do this work on your house, you can get this number. If you want to do nothing, you can get this number, you know, a range. And you learned also, that one from Josh Daring, didn't you? Did uh, he teach you how to do that? Or was that your own trick? I don't know. Okay. okay. I don't want to give him any credit, but I just... Uh... I didn't teach it to myself. Somebody talked to me. I just okay. can't tell you who. <laughs> um, and then also, um, like, hey, if we offer 2-1 buy-down yeah. out the gate, that's this much money. It's going to cost you this much money, but it could bring this many more buyers. Um, and if we offer it out the gate, then maybe we don't sit as many days on the market, things like that. Is there any trend right now? Like, Because what fascinates me is... I asked the question, like, why would somebody sell right now in this market? Mm -hmm. And I know that doesn't help for inventory, right? Me asking that question, posing it to the public isn't a, isn't a good uh, thing for, for necessarily those who want more inventory on the market. But do you find that most people who are selling right now, like, have to sell? Yes. Um, yeah. There's no one selling for fun right now. It's no one selling because, like, 
oh, I want to make money. No, um, people, especially, especially people that have locked in a low interest rate at like two and a half, three, three and a half, you know, any, any low interest rate, they're moving either because they, or they're selling because they have to move out of town. Um, they have to get a bigger house. Maybe they have a growing family. Um, maybe they have, are, are downsizing, you know, it's people that have to move. I would say for the most part, um, not people that are like, let's see what happens. Do you think that, that it's anywhere close to sellers selling in the market? Cause there was a lot of the move up, right? Like mm -hmm. you would sell, you need a bigger spot. Mm -hmm. The downsizing thing, I could see that, right? People aging in their home, they're wanting something small. They don't mm -hmm. want the maintenance. They mm -hmm. don't want the tax bill. They don't want all that stuff. Right. But I, I just don't know where do they go when they sell. Even if you sell at the top of the market of, let's say, like a five-bedroom that's 3,500 square feet, mm -hmm. what, are you going to find a two-, three-bedroom ranch somewhere in the same geographic territory for the same price? I mean, come on. Well, it's the equity that they hold in those, too. So they when did they buy that five-bedroom 3,500 square foot house. They probably bought it 20 years ago when it was like a quarter of the price they're going to sell it for. So they're doing okay. And they can <laughs> go and sell it uh, or they can go and buy something that's going to be um, can a compare like a nice house in the same area, but just smaller, less maintenance. But it's the people that truly want less maintenance. You'll be you'd be surprised how many people think they want to downsize, and then when you start to show them, they're like, well, "Where's my stuff go?" Mm. And I'm like, "Well, you have to get rid of it." <laughs> and they don't. I'm Mackenzie. You're selling that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's put that on Facebook Marketplace right now. <laughs> um, but a lot of people don't want to get rid of their things, and that's a realization that I've seen with a lot of people downsizers that um, they have to come to and realize, oh, I can't keep everything. Mm. Or you can go get a storage unit. Do you yeah. recommend storage units? Do you like storage units in like the moving process and downsizing? Um, yeah, what do you like think a, about that? I mean, yeah, if you want, but like, why? <laughs> I, that's my thing. I'm like, you can get a storage unit. I've had people, I'm like, well, get a shed. And you because they, if they can't find a house with a garage or something and they don't need a garage, I'm like, get a shed and put your stuff in there to, to rot. When you, when you like, let's say a lead comes across, mm -hmm. like what geographic territory gets you excited? Like when you see a lead, like what's your favorite mm -hmm. right now? The lake for sure. Always like Cornelius Huntersville. Um, I live in Charlotte, so Cornelius and uh, Huntersville are a lot more fun to go to than like Cheryl's Ford. Um, so, but anything on the lake I'm always excited for and anything that's like close around the city. I, I love to be in the city and so... Any, anything in those areas and those areas are where you can find some good deals and also like in the neighborhoods that that not everyone wants to live in but are like up and coming I'm I get super excited for those because I can't wait to call my clients in a few years and see what their street looks like now mm. yeah and that's the thing we're seeing and I think to let's say the west side of the lake, right? The future yep. growth, the Denver, mm -hmm. the Cheryl's Ford of what will be in the future. Yeah. Anytime I see like a public shopping center come in, I'm like, this corridor is going to be booming. Oh, yeah. It's going to be huge. Yeah. You think about Highway 73 kind of toward Cabarrus right there, right? But uh, Huntersville Conc or Davidson Concord Road. Mm -hmm. Then you think about out in Denver right there at the corner of 73 and 16. You get the north side and you get 16 and 150 right there. They're coming in like a vengeance right now. Oh, yeah. Are you getting um, people coming here asking about the west side of the lake? Yes. Or what's that like right now? Yes. I think this year has been the first year that people have actually asked to be in Denver. 
before people that were going to like, they're like, we don't want to be in Denver. Like we don't want to be on the West side. There's nothing in Denver. Now they, for one, they nest, can't necessarily afford the east side of the lake but there denver's nice like there's nice things over there it's yeah. getting it's getting restaurants it has nice shopping centers um there's so many like great things that it has to offer and i think that people are also realizing like it's not that far from 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 huntersville from brookdale village like you said you get on um is that 173 so 70, Highway 73, yeah, yeah, Highway yeah. 150, Highway yeah, 16. You got old 16, you got new 16. Yeah, there's there's so many there's yeah. so many ways to get everywhere so quick. And and yeah, Denver's a, Denver's a good spot. You have a quick 16 to Charlotte and 73 The airport, to, that proximity to the airport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 16, there's a lot of traffic, but like, I mean, same or less as 77, I'd say, depending on the hours you're doing it. Are you working with a lot of people moving here from out of state? Are you seeing that still as a common mm-hmm. trend? Yep. So that traffic conversation is funny, right? Because yeah. people who move here from like up north, mm-hmm. out west, you're going back to California here soon, yeah. right? The traffic we have, quote uh-huh. unquote, where like, okay, I can't get to the grocery in three minutes and now it takes me seven minutes. Yeah. Do you find that funny, like from like being, you're from California. Mm -hmm. Like, so what's that like for you when people complain about traffic? Well, what's funny to me is that it's always the people that aren't from here. And I'm like, you realize we're creating the traffic. Like, (laughs) this is our fault. (laughs) And like us coming here created the traffic. So it's just like, there's traffic everywhere. There's traffic. If you're going to be in like a big city or Charlotte's a big city, I'd say, uh, a small big city. If you're going to be anywhere like that, there's going to be traffic. Get over it. <laughs> just get, you got to move past it. Yes. Accept it and move just on. Just stop. Like, let's, stop, let's not talk about the weather or traffic anymore. Well, people like talking about the weather. It was 72 and sunny on Saturday. I know. And it's like for cold November. today. I wore a coat. Oh, gosh. What's it like in California right now? Um, honestly, it's about the same. We, we it's, it's cold. I talked to my mom today. It's cold. Yeah. Cold in California, though, is different than cold here. It's different, but it's th- their weather, I would say, stays about the same as ours. They've gotten more rain there lately than we have. Yeah, we need some rain pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Is Charlotte, like, locked down on water? Like, are they locking everybody down? Say, no more water. Um, I did watch something today that was, uh, it took, like, I had flashbacks to when I lived in California. It was a video on how to save water. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I never thought I would see that here. Like, did I do something? To, did you bring to, the rolling blackouts I with know, you, too? Did you bring that with you, too? Look, <laughs> it was, Bill, the producer's staring you down. He lives in Charlotte, too, right now. He's saying, don't bring that in here. <laughs> I know. And, oh, my gosh, I just planted grass. Oh, you did? And now they're telling me I can't water my grass. So I'm uh, like, I has to grow. Oh, no. I know. Bad timing. Are you going to go out there like at night like with a spray bottle and just, yes, yeah, yeah, just when your neighbors aren't I looking? Don't, I'm not going to say it on here. No, you don't want to. <laughs> now, you you focus mostly on residential. Have you done any commercial deals yet? Have you looked at commercial? What do you think? I have not done any commercial deals. Actually, um, when we were looking for, well, still are, um, looking for an office in Charlotte, the, the Deerings, and uh, they showed me basically the lease and all the numbers. And I was sure. like, what even is this? What does all this mean? It is so different. Yes. I, I never realized how different it was, but no, I've not done any commercial deals and I'm not looking to. Yeah. Have you had anything, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot yeah. on this one, so we can you can just say move on, Justin, if you want to. Clear cooperation, a big conversation right now. There's a lawsuit, right, with the NAR. Oh, yeah. All that stuff going on. H- have you guys had any discussion as a team about mm-hmm. it? And what which, what's kind of going on there? Yeah, so we actually had a firm-wide meeting about it um, with our council it, very interesting. Interesting would be interesting to hear your your take on it too as an attorney. Um, yeah, that was wild. I I whenever it happened, I didn't even quite understand it because 
I know about it, but I'm like, I don't know exactly what this means. I've kind of seen what the general public scene, and it's like realtors being sued across the United States or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this sounds good. For Everyone's me. getting sued today. Yeah, am I getting sued? No. Like, <laughs> I don't own anything. But should have um, got that. Should have got that notice at some point. Yeah, uh, but it's been. We did have a firm wide meeting just discussing it. Yeah, and it, it, I think it'll change uh, somewhat of the marketplace over time. I don't think it's an overnight kind of big change, mm-hmm. but ultimately, what it just really has to do with is buyer's compensation, buyer buyer broker compensation. Yes. Will the sellers continue paying for it? I, I'm just of the belief that it just gets negotiated in some way, shape, or form, right? And you will have some brokers who who won't know how to negotiate it. I don't worry about that from, from the Deering team at all whatsoever. Uh, but there will be brokers who get left holding the bag, buyer's agents in particular, that, you know, they're 10 days out from closing and all of a sudden it's, oh, wait, there's no commission on here. What do I do? And now I have to go and ask my buyer for you know, 3%, like as if that's going to happen overnight in an already fiscally tight marketplace. So we're talking with Mackenzie Amafar of the Deering team of Sirhand of North Carolina (laughs) here on today's Real Talk. We've got some market data. We're going to look at it. I've got the official reports from Canopy MLS. We're going to take a look at the actual local numbers. Stick around. Today's Real Talk, the show that focuses on all things North Carolina real estate, business, and life. Justin Kazepa sitting alongside Mackenzie Amafar of the Deering team of Sirhant within North Carolina. See, I tried a different combo there. That works well. Let's look at some market data, okay? I've been, I've been, I like to play a little game called Guess That Price. Oh, God. It's my favorite game in the whole world. I'll sit around with my children around the campfire. We'll light it up, and I'll say, I'll say to young Noah, I'll say, Noah, let me tell you a story about real estate. And where I like to start with that story is Catawba County. Because in Catawba County right now, guess for me, take a guess, the average price for active listings, residential listings, not including land in Catawba Mm. County. If you had to guess right Mm. now, completely putting you, Mackenzie, on the spot. Oh, God, I really hope I don't get this wrong. (laughs) Tell me what you would guess is the average active list price of residential properties in Catawba County. I'm going to say... Three hundred and thirty thousand. You're living in a fairy tale. Oh my god, is that much higher? Four hundred and sixty thousand. That's like oh, Cheryl's Ford, your favorite place. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was not thinking about the big houses. I was thinking about the small mm. ones. And that's not even including land. Land is actually so. I I'm looking at some of these markets as if land, if the average land cost is less than your residential, you're still in good spots. Because yeah. of the cost of land to develop, right? You know that that place is blown up. Right. But I saw, a, this is a side note, this isn't on here. The average at, at land price in Catawba is 336 so it is still under the residential price. Yeah. I saw an email, I got a blast, because, you know, I'm still a broker. I'm still with, I still am part of Canopy, so I get all the email mm-hmm. goobly gop in my, in my inbox. Cheryl's Ford, I think it was half acre to three quarters of an acre, mm-hmm. on the water, 900000 just just the dirt. Just the I mean, dirt. on the water, that doesn't surprise me. That's the thing. I Thinking Catawba, I honestly wasn't even thinking on the water. I always think like Iredell or Mecklenburg. Sure. Um, well, yeah. Iredell's got the point, though, now. Don't let... Because no, no, we're, no. We're, Iredell's, I would say, was higher. For oh, sure. For sure. Okay. Um, well, let's, let's go a little oh, south man. to Lincoln County. So 460000 okay. being the average active residential price in Catawba. Mm-hmm. Let's now go to Lincoln County just a little bit more yeah. south. Average active residential price for a listing in Lincoln County. I mean, it has to be lower. Does it? No. Are you sure? Oh, my God. 
If Catawba Four, is 470,000. You think it's less than Catawba for Lincoln County? <sighs> Remember what cities you've got there and Denver's not incorporated so that I don't even know if that's a city. I'm like Denver, Stanley. Come on. Okay, you, no, you it's higher. This. You can do this, yeah, Mackenzie. It's like 490. <sighs> Closer. That's 510. 510. So you're, you're close. Okay. You're in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Okay, see, that's... And, and so the spread is also tighter that's... on land. Land is 440,000. So it's getting tighter and tighter in Lincoln County, meaning that, you know, the genie's out of the bottle there, too. That's absurd. All right, let's keep going, Mackenzie. Oh, We're 0 for 2. We still okay. got 50% left to are do we, here. Are we counting, like, townhomes also? Are these residential, only single yes. family? No, no, no. It's okay. residential. Okay. It's all okay. residential. Just curious. It's all residential. So now let's go to Iredell County. Okay. We're going to save the behemoth I mean, of Mecklenburg for last. Yeah. This is Iredale County, average active list price for residential property. Iredale County. 550. You're, you, you got the first number right. Do you want to take a second guess at the second number? You got the five right. The first five, not the second five, the mm. first five. Your spread's a little bit off compared to your Lincoln County guess. The next number is an eight. Oh, you're close. Uh, five nine. Five okay. ninety. Five okay. ninety yeah. is the average active. And that's price. the active listing. Correct. Yeah. That's okay. not what it's sold for. This okay. is this is where we're getting into our seller's realistic. Okay. That's okay. that's the game. Yeah. Maybe that's the better name again. Forget guess the price. Our seller's realistic. That's right. Because the the I'm game. like they're like there's that's the not happening. Yeah. No, it's okay. not happening. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hence why they're still active. Yeah. Okay, let's go now to the behemoth of Mecklenburg County. Okay. Mecklenburg County average active price list price for residential property mecklenburg county go 670 wow you are a professional broker 680,000 let me hit this real quick yeah oh, do it now Nah, stream deck's what not was on. It? No, 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 it's okay. Was the glitter going to come down? Yeah, similarly <laughs> to the tree lighting ceremony at Burkdale. <laughs> there oh, it is. Yes. There it is. <laughs> Mackenzie got it there. Close as can be. Now, the land price, this is what's crazy. So, Mecklenburg County, average active residential list price is 680 Average active land price in Mecklenburg County, $896,000. That means there's so much demand that land prices have surpassed the That's average price for residential. crazy. Because they're, you know what they're taking about land? They're taking it and they're subdividing it into teeny little lots. That's right. Or they're rezoning it and they're building a bunch of townhomes. That's right. So, they're getting all their money out of it. And you've got people who want to rezone to commercial and do these mm -hmm. massive commercial. I've, I've never seen so much warehousing go up in one time frame. I know. Remember when commercial uh, real estate was dead in COVID and no one was going to go back to the office? See how many office buildings I see built every day? Yeah, there's a lot of office being built right now, yeah. which is a different conversation yeah. for another day. So do these numbers mm -hmm. surprise you at this point in the market? Uh, yes and no. I mean, they're so high. Like that, that's the thinking that that's the average price. Like average is like mediocre, but thinking that you can get a mediocre house in Mecklenburg County for 670,000, 680,000, that was my guess. 680,000. You get a mediocre home. Just decent. Just decent. Like that, that's thinking about it that way surprises me. And then thinking about it the other way, I'm like, no, it's, it's not possible. It's. Yeah, it, it is, though. Does it go higher? The average? Sure. Um, I mean, yeah. I hope not right now. <laughs> <laughs> not tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, it, it will. Let me refresh That's... in five minutes, because this updates every five minutes. So. And also, I what's the sold? 
what's the average sold? Mm. How what's the average days on market for those those active listings? Don't don't hit me with your finite data I'm not points going to. I that you as a broker professionally know. I don't want no, obviously I didn't know all of them. I don't want you to ask me more questions. <laughs> <laughs> How big of a conversation are our schools for for people in the marketplace right now? Um depends. I mean, it, it is a big, it is a big part of the conversation. But with those average prices, people can't always afford the school district they want to be in um, now. And also, also, when people ask me, "Is this a good school district?" I don't know. Look, you have to look at it for yourself. I can't give advice on school districts. I sure. can't say this is a good or bad school district. I say, "Here's greatschools.org," and you look it up and make your own decision. Mm-hmm. Honestly, from my point of view, from my um, research on greatschools.org looking that up the, it's pretty the grades they give schools are very similar across the board there's only a few that have um like outstanding scores and so yeah and typically you not not most people can't afford in those those places so it's a discussion but it also is like you you take what you can get we talked earlier about kind of the counselor hat that you have mm-hmm. to wear, though, one of the tools as a broker, one of the skills you have to have. So husband and wife are in the middle of a living room during a showing. They're arguing. <laughs> this is the one wife wants. Mm-hmm. She, They've looked at 40. Yeah. They've been pre-qualified 12 times. <laughs> they lost out on two bids already. This is the one she wants. Typically, are you seeing any patterns where the compromise goes for people looking to buy? Like what will people be – what are buyers willing to actually compromise on now? Is it size of the home? Is it features? What is it that But you're hearing buyers compromise on? Um, Gosh. Not area. That's one thing people will not compromise Ge- on. Location, location, location. location. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's something a lot of people won't. Um, I guess depending on who they are though. Like are they first-time home buyers? Are, do they have a family? That kind of thing. Where do they work? Because some some first-time home buyers will they'll sacrifice to go a little further out because they're like, this is my first investment. You know, this isn't forever. Um, now if you're buying like your forever home, not so much. Or some people are like, oh, I'm not going to live in this area. Like no way, no way. Uh, even if the house is amazing, I'm not living on the street. Um, so that's one thing they will not compromise. I think people are compromising. Yeah. Features. I would say like, okay, there's carpet here. We don't want carpet, but we can change it. Mm. Like we can put in, um, LVP flooring. No one does hardwood anymore. Really like LVP. We can put that in ourselves. Um, that those kind of things, size. What about floor plan? Are people compromising on floor plan or is, is is like open concept still like the trendy thing right now? Yeah, I would say yes and no, depending on the house. If a house has a has a good, okay floor, like if the floor plan is okay, but it's not open concept, people will do it. Like my house is not an open floor plan, but it's a very cool style and it has a, a good like feng shui, if you will. So Ooh, it's, yeah, like I was like all about the floor plan and heck, or the open, the open floor plan and open concept. And then I saw this house and I was like, oh, I love this. So it's okay. So I think it depends if it's, if it functions. Do if you still functional. love it or are you looking to move now? I, I do still love it. Um, I mean, I, I would love to be like in a different area. But um, What location, if you could be, where would you want to be? At buying or renting? Well, I didn't think you'd ever rent again in your life. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> but if we're talking areas, I might have to. Sure. Um, if, if I could buy anywhere that I wanted in Charlotte right now, uh, like 
and money money was not enough. Sure, issue. why not? This is my hypothetical. Of course, right. not. you can yeah. buy whatever you want. Yeah, I would I would buy an um Sedgefield. Sedgefield. Mm-hmm. Why Sedgefield? I love Sedgefield. It's like Dilworth, but you can get a bigger house in Sedgefield. Um, like the homes are bigger in Sedgefield, and you can still walk to South End, but you also have Park Road Shopping Center that you can walk to. Those are like my two favorite places to be. That's where you like so, to be. Yes, yeah, so and I'd be like in the middle, and I have a big house. Okay. Yeah. If money was no object. <laughs> yes. So mm-hmm. with money being, are you looking potentially at rent? You're you're considering renting to be able to be in a different area at some point? Not necessarily. I don't think I ever would. I say I would. Um, um, because I love, I just love South End, and I would do anything to move back to South End. But die hard. Then I know. But then I, I think about it, and I look at how much I'd be spending in rent, and I'm like, that's stupid. Mackenzie Amafar <laughs> of the Deering team of Sirhant in Lake Norman. You've been listening to today's Real Talk, WSICnews.com. Just click Real Estate. You can get the most local data any time of the day. Hope everyone has a wonderful and happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>